What does it take to successfully launch and grow a new e-commerce business? Managing scarce time and money resources is key. It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome. Great to have you here. In today's episode, we're getting into the world of startups with a business that's been operating for the last 12 months, not as a side hustle, but our guest has been all in. He quit his job, started his business 12 months ago, and he's going to tell us all about how he's gone about managing that business and successfully growing that business over the last year. Lots of lessons in this one, both for those of you who are thinking of starting, who've just started or like me, have been around for decades. Before we get into all that though, please do check out the sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Clavio, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for brands of all kinds and sizes. Whether you're an entrepreneur just starting out or you're part of a marketing team at a multinational brand, Clavio will give you everything you need to create memorable marketing moments. Building customer relationships that keep shoppers coming back time and time again. Get started with a free account today. Visit clavio.com slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash master plan. Bright Pearl by Sage provides a retail operating system for retailers and wholesalers. Their mission is clear. Automate the back office so you can spend your time and money growing your business fearlessly and without limitations. Their built for retail features tick every box, including inventory management, order management, warehousing, fulfillment, shipping, purchasing, accounting, and even retail business intelligence, all enabling easy automation to free up your time to focus on growth. Find out more and book a demo at ecmp.info forward slash brightpearl. That's ecmp for e-commerce master plan dot info forward slash brightpearl. And now to introduce today's special guest. Martin Thornally is the founder of Red Rock Games, a retailer of board and card games founded in October 2020. Nearly 12 months in, they are anticipating sales of £180,000 in this first year. Hello, Martin. Hello, Chloe. It's great to have you here. Thanks for for applying to be on the show. And I feel honoured to be on the podcast. <laughs> well, I I always love having a listener on because it you know you know the score, you know what the audience are looking for, and it's great to be able to share share the stories of the people who are kind of in our tribe, I suppose. Yeah. So, so Martin, let's go back to October 2020. What on earth led you <laughs> to decide to start an e-commerce store? Uh, yeah, very good question. Um, and I do ask myself that question, uh, not quite so regularly now. But um, yeah, it was really a case of getting to a point in my in my career that I'd had to date, where I wasn't really enjoying it anymore. I did need a new challenge. Um, and the idea to, to do my own e-commerce uh, business was was really just born from a from a casual conversation with my with my partner. Um, we love playing board games and card games, and and it was really can. Is there any way I can combine that with 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 making a living um, and and really being my own boss as well? So yeah, that's where the idea came from. 
and and here we are. I'm guessing it's been going pretty well, given you've achieved almost £200,000 of sales in year one, which I think is something a lot of our listeners would would be quite envious of. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we we did have a forecast, a sales forecast um, that we that we produced before we before we started trading. Um, it was necessary in order to secure a, a government loan, a startup business um, loan from the government, and and that forecast was one hundred and sixty thousand. But it was really a figure <laughs> I really plucked out of the air. I mean, I had no idea. Um, it was more of an, an aspiration than than really based on anything else. But obviously, based on that, we were able to work out what sales we would need and and, and what sort of volume of, of sales we would actually have to have to generate that revenue. And it all seemed plausible based on not very much. But yeah, we've, we've kept track of it. Um, and uh, We've exceeded that forecast, so so we're certainly very happy. But um, it wasn't really based on any science, I wouldn't say. <laughs> no, I, I often think with you know with a startup forecast, whether it's you know for an amazing huge VC backed SaaS operation, or whether it's you know for for a small e commerce business starting off, so much of it is finger in the air. But at least it leads you to have to think through. How viable is this idea? Yeah, absolutely, and that was the really, really useful about that. That the whole application process for the for the startup loan was was that they that was the point of it really was you for you to sort of um, think through everything uh, as, as well as you could, put some figures down in spreadsheets really, and 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 produce essentially a business plan um, based on, on quite a number of assumptions, um, which which really what we needed to do was then test as, and, and get some answers to as soon as possible. So it really was very much an experiment in the early sort of, it still is early, but in those first few weeks slash months, try and understand whether is, is this is this going to be a viable business. And yeah, we're, we're now um, almost into the year. It's looking certainly on track um, as, as to where we wanted it to be. Um, we've still got a lot of growth to go, I think, before we can really say it's going to be a success. But yeah, yeah, very happy with things so far. Yeah, I think I, I'd be very happy with that too. Um, let's let's paint the picture of of how the business is at the moment, and then we'll go into a bit more of the lessons and things things you've learned over that over this first year. So, where in the world are you, and where are you selling to? Yeah, sure. So we are based in um, the town of Dawlish in Devon, uh, in the United Kingdom. So we are only selling currently to the UK, and we do get inquiries from. Uh, other European countries at least, um, but we are currently only selling to the UK. I mean, that's a decision that we made early on. It's not It's not certainly a, a long-term goal only to sell to the UK, but at the moment with the complexities of Brexit and, and various tax complications of selling abroad and certainly horror stories that I'm seeing in various forums, um, I think it's uh, been a sensible decision to, to start with the UK, um, see how things go. And, uh, and then look to expand at a later date. With the particular products that we sell and the distributors that we use, we're unlikely to be able to sell outside Europe, um, certainly not to the US. Um, there are restrictions in place with the contracts that we have, but, but certainly Europe is, 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 is definitely a viable option. Nice. I, I like that. We'll focus on the home country and just, one, because there's, there's probably enough growth there for the first few years, but two, even in normal times, there's a lot of complexity goes with selling overseas. And when you add in a pandemic and Brexit and other things, like, yeah. just keep things simple for year yeah. one. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm fairly sure we will need to expand beyond the borders of the UK to sort of sustain the growth that we want. But at, uh, at this stage, um, yeah, the UK gives us enough to, to keep us busy. So we'll, we'll continue with that for now. I said in the intro that you are selling board and card games, but that covers a multitude of sins. So tell us a bit about your product set. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, board and card games is is a, is the sort of very generic description of the games, but it includes other things such as as role playing games, and and even board and card games is a very generic term. I mean, there's lots of games that that, that you, you would find hard to categorise as a board game because there's no board. Uh, it might not even be cards. It might just be a bit of paper and some dice. Um, but basically, they're all physical games. Sometimes they are might they are supported with uh, with an app on a phone or on your computer, um, which can certainly enhance. Uh, the experience, but they, they're all going to involve some sort of physical um, components. They are often multiplayer, but there are certainly a, a good proportion of the games that we have that uh, enable um, solo play. But I mean, I think at the heart of the, the, the sort of the, the hobby, it's, it's the social side. It's getting together with friends or, or family um, and, and playing these games together. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a whole range of, of, of physical type uh, games. And these are all the products that you're buying from someone else wholesale and then selling on to a, to a consumer. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're not really um, intending in, in the near future to do any game development of our own. Um, it's purely a case of looking at, at uh, what's popular um, at the moment, um, finding the distributor for for that particular game or distributors for that particular game, and uh, um, and then yeah, acquiring them and selling them. It's, it is that, that simple, really. <laughs> cool. And um, what platform have you chosen to sell on? Are you Shopify, Magento, or something? else yeah so something else so so we sell um uh, via our own website which is implemented on wordpress and woocommerce obviously that's an open source product um there are costs clearly with 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 uh, with the sort of the extra functionality that you're likely to need through plugins but but at its core is a is a, is a, is a free open source um, software platform and we also sell on on the amazon and ebay uh, uk marketplaces um which has proved uh, quite successful so a couple of things that immediately spin out of there for me. So the decision to go with the WordPress WooCommerce option, you have a background in IT. So were you familiar, was, is WordPress something you were already familiar with? To some extent, um, I have used WordPress in the past uh, for, for blogging um, as, as, as an IT professional. However, um, yeah, it wasn't. I, I never really got into blogging, so I didn't get a huge amount of experience with WordPress. But it wasn't completely alien. Uh, WooCommerce itself, as, as, a, as a, obviously as, a, as an e-commerce um, plugin for, for WordPress, was completely new to me. So I did need to spend a number of weeks uh, familiarising myself with with that as a tool. But yeah, I mean the IT side of it, obviously. I mean, I've had a, a career in IT since the mid '90s, um, so it's something I, I know. I'm, I'm confident. I, I'm confident I can learn new IT. Um, so, so that was, yeah, one of the reasons for choosing WooCommerce. Um, another was that I, I did a bit of research early in, um, before, as I was sort of forming my ideas to, 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 to start start the business, and uh, looked at what some of my competitors were using. Um, my main competitor in the UK was was using WooCommerce, so that gave me some confidence in the mm -hmm. in the product. Um, and there's a number of others as well, but certainly there's others that use Shopify um, and others that 
that used technology that I'm, I wouldn't even know what it was, but um, <laughs> some of it's certainly aging as well mm-hmm. uh, as, as an e-commerce platform. But 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 there's certainly certainly good examples of of direct competitors that are using WooCommerce. So I was confident. Nice, and many people who start an e-commerce business dip their toe in the water by keeping their job and doing it on the side on the weekends and the evenings. But you went all in from day <laughs> one, so. Obviously, you went through a lot of planning to make that, you know, a viable option. You you knew what you were getting yourself into, but what what made you decide to do it all in from day one? Yeah, so I mean, I I, I know personally, I work better if I can focus on one thing. I think I think trying to split my time um, across running this business as, as a kind of side project, really, and then and continuing to, to work in some form of either part time, or even full time employment, I just didn't feel was going to be viable for me personally. Um, I mean, we had say some finance that avail- available to us from some previous employment um, through sort of contracting that I had done. So so there was there was some funds available to invest um, in the business. Um, and, and yeah, we just included that in, in the business plan. But yeah, I, 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 just looking at the figures, it wasn't really going to be generating very much revenue if, if I couldn't really put the time into to, to making it um, uh, yeah, a full-time operation. I like that. I, I do better at things if I focus on one thing. I'm very similar to you in that respect, Martin. So I totally get why. Let's, let's properly sense check it, properly put the backing in place. And then go into it, and I suspect that's one of the one of the key reasons you've hit the numbers you've hit in the first year. Yeah, yeah, I suspect that's true. And I think the other thing that I had, I think, was a bit of a safety net. I mean, I, I sort of, if after six months it really wasn't going anywhere, if I, I could have easily sort of just stopped and gone back to the career that I had previously. Um, uh, there's demand for my skills um, uh, at the moment, um, so so it really wouldn't have been very difficult to get back in and, and be back into full-time employment. So I didn't really feel like I was taking much of a risk either. So on kind of day one, or, you know, those first few months, I suppose, or even now, actually, when you're sitting there and you're going, right, all these different things I could be doing with an e-commerce business because (laughs) e-commerce, like any business, there is a never ending list of things you could be doing, but success comes from deciding what you should do. So how did you go about working out where to spend your time? Because, you know, especially in an early stage business, that is going to determine your growth path even more than where you choose to spend the limited funds you've got on offer. Yeah, absolutely. So, so time is the is the most constrained resource I think that we have. I mean, obviously, I could look at spending some of the, the sort of capital that we have on on additional resources, but at the moment, I think it's a case of trying to limit the expenses that we have um, as much as possible. Um, so, so that then then means yeah that my time is the most important commodity. Prioritizing is not an easy thing to do, but um, the one thing that we're trying to do at the moment is 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 try and grow the product range that we have as much as possible, so that we can offer our customers as some of the latest games, but also some of the the classics um, that are available, and really just try and make us a, a shop that's worth visiting because you're likely to find something that that you're going to want to buy rather than just having a very narrow product set. So focusing on growing the product range has been really, but sort of the number one priority. Um, I think there is a correlation between the product range that we have and and the sales. I think I think we've got the figures to back 
that up as, as we as we grow the number of products that we have we'd simply get more sales so so that's that's really where the focus has been i mean what happens then as a result of that, um, as, as many sort of startups, you, you start your business at home, which is what we did. We, we, we removed the contents of the garage and tried to locate <laughs> those somewhere else. Um, we rapidly filled the garage and then we spilled out into the kids' bedrooms and then the lounge um, and got to a point really where, where we had outgrown home. So uh, we've we relatively recently moved into some dedicated premises to, to operate the business from, uh, which, which is fantastic now. We've got the space to grow even the, the product range even further and um yeah that's that's now the priority is to sort of how how to maximize the the, the use of, of that space um as, as quickly as, as as possible to sustain the growth that, that, that we want i love that that you've you've identified one of the kind of the key levers for growth early on as being the wider our product range, the more we sell. Because I can see it being a business where you start with, right, let's get the best sellers in so people find us and start buying. And then they start coming back to you because they're going, right, we've exhausted this game. We need some new inspiration. I've got friends coming to stay next week. We could do with a new new game to play. And they're coming back to you to find, to revisit a classic, like you say, or to to find something new they haven't previously experienced. Yeah, absolutely. And, and many of the games also have expansions to sort of add additional sort of gameplay features and things like that. So, so there's always a reason to come back, but obviously we need to, we need to hold that stock um, in order to be able to provide those um, options for, for those customers. So there's a range of products. I mean, and there are thousands and thousands and thousands of games out there. I mean, we have a, have a tiny fraction of, of, of what's available. I think sort of one of the main competitors that, that I have sort of probably has a, has a product range of in excess of 20, maybe even 30 thousand different wow. different products we're we're sort of approaching 800 <laughs> <I think. laughs> um, so we've got some way to go and, and, and I don't think we'd ever get to that sort of size but um, there is a lot of lot of products out there I mean and the other thing you've got to be careful about is obviously not stocking lots of, 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 of games that don't sell um, or you sell one of or two of a year or something like that so it is, it is a balance um, fortunately I've got some some good um, contacts that can provide uh, advice they they are uh, very um, uh, strongly into the hobby um uh, keeping their sort of finger on the pulse of what's coming up what's popular and and uh, they they feed back to me as to, to what they think I should stock which is a uh, which is a great help oh great your own little customer focus group yeah absolutely yes yeah. <laughs> everyone needs one of those um and so it's clear that you've been making you know, being really careful about where you've chosen to invest the cash. So is there anything you've yet outsourced on the manpower front or are you doing everything from <laughs> buying and merchandising and running the website through to picking and packing and organizing the marketing? So, so I personally don't do everything. Um, so, so my partner, Donna, um, she, although is constantly telling me it's my business. Um, she is integral um, to, <laughs> to the business. Um, she she has um, a background in um, finance and bookkeeping. So so anything to do with the bookkeeping is is her domain, which is fantastic because um, it's uh, yeah would be one of my least least favourite jobs. Unfortunately, <laughs> I had to do any of that. But equally, she she is involved in um, picking and packing as as, as well, um, and to some extent the social um, side of things as well. 
So it's definitely a, definitely a team effort. She's not full time um, on, on Red Rock Games. I am. Well, she probably is full time if you count up the hours that she does. But she has some other, <laughs> uh, other other employment as well. So there's, there's, it's the two of us really primarily. We then get the family involved as well. So uh, we have children um, and uh, an, an amazing help. source of free labour. Yeah, or cheap absolutely. Labor. Yeah, certainly cheap labour. They're going to be doing it for free. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and, and also friends of theirs, which is which has been great. Um, but yes, we have outsourced some some um, particular skills. So um, in particular, um, I, I, my, my design skills are very poor. And uh, I always quote this, I came last in art at school in, in one particular exam. So I don't need to, I don't want to go anywhere near any of the design side of it. So I so quite early on, I, I, I outsourced some of the design work to a um, a freelancer that um, I um, found through Upwork. I also have outsourced, initially started doing a lot of the digital marketing myself, particularly the Google shopping ads, um, but I was never convinced I was doing that as well as I could be. Um, so I have decided at this stage at least to outsource the digital marketing to an agency. So um, we have that being done by them. And recently, I have brought somebody on to start doing our emails and newsletters and some blog posts, because I couldn't find the time to do that. And it's not necessarily something I particularly enjoy doing. Um, and again, it's another hobbyist that uh, really enjoys playing the games as, as, as almost uh, sort of doesn't have to do the research because it's, it's something he does in his spare time anyway. Um, so that's that's really, really great. And also, finally, um, we've just got somebody on board to do some very specific bits of, uh, of the IT, actually, because I'm finding it harder to find the time to do the IT. So um, I've got some very specific sort of tasks that I've, again, found somebody through Fiverr this time to uh, to, to come and do that for us. I like that. Identifying, you know, the fact you've gone, right, I'm not giving this the attention it needs anymore. Let's find someone who's going to do it better. Or I don't really like doing that. Let's find someone who will like doing that. It's not just about where you should be spending your time. It's also about where you enjoy spending your time. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, one one big part of the decision to, to, to do this was, was, was a lifestyle choice. I mean, I, this it's something I, I want to do and I don't want to be choosing to do something that I don't enjoy. So, uh, yeah, and that's the idea is, 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 is find the things that I want to do. Which is a great move for any business owner. Find the things you want to do. So, so Martin, what's the thing over the last year you're most glad that you've done? Um, I, I think it's sort of make the decision to continue to grow the business. I mean, it's it was always a bit of a punt to start with um, and, and just to see how it goes. Can can I make make a go of this? But yeah, the, the decision where we sort of decided that well, we can't carry on doing it, it's not going to be big enough if we run it from home. Are we going to make a proper go of this? Um, so, so making that decision, finding a, a premises locally where we can grow into. And obviously we've, with that, we've got a commitment now from a, from the, from the point, point of view of a lease. So we've got three years worth of lease time that we've committed to. Um, um, so, so yeah, we are going to be here now for the next three years. Um, so it's, it's that decision really. And what's the thing you wish you didn't do if you had the, the year over again? I don't know whether I have an answer to that question. Um, 
I mean, I, it's just, I'm still a little bit unsure about whether the um, the digital marketing agency is the right decision. I needed to I needed to try it, um, and it's not a cheap thing to do. I'm not convinced I'm getting the value at the moment, and, and certainly looking at the figures because we've got quite small profit margins, um, it is quite hard to justify it. Although it is our main source of traffic, uh, Google Shopping, so so we need to be there, but. I'm not convinced it's it's worth the money at the moment. Um, so so that one's probably uh, on the on the to be decided. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not the worst decision yet, but um, it's it's certainly a candidate. I would say it does often take a few goes to find the right agency and the right timing for an agency as well. Because if it, especially if it's the Google Shopping side of things, if you were to double your product range because that directly feeds the number of ads you can run, then that could make make a big step change. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that one develops. Yeah, absolutely. It's not something I had any experience of. I don't think I wasn't seeing the results that I wanted. So I've given yeah given the 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 chance for this ad, ad agency to show me that they can do this. Um, so we'll wait and see. <laughs> I'll keep my fingers crossed it goes well for you. Um, and is there just a one one piece of advice you give anyone who is, maybe they're in their first couple of months of going all in on their project, any advice you'd give them to, to go forwards? Um, probably the one thing that surprised me, um, and I'm not sure everyone would do this, and it certainly wasn't really in our original business plan, although we probably intended to do it, but um, um, it certainly didn't figure in the in the figures. And that is really sort of, make use of the marketplaces, um, eBay and Amazon. I mean, we, we are probably getting 50% of our revenue. Um, well, we are getting 50% of our revenue currently um, through the marketplaces. Now, they're not as profitable because of the extra fees, um, but clearly they, they, you're not paying really, you don't, you don't, certainly don't have to pay for advertising on, on, on top of that. Um, so, so I think that's a big surprise for us, and it may not be the thing that people choose to do although I guess some businesses might start out that way I mean one one limitation that we had in our particular industry is is that our main distributor which we probably buy at least 60 to 70 percent of our our stock from stipulated that we couldn't sell on eBay and Amazon unless we had the products available on our own website so we had no choice but to sell on our own website as well as going for um, the marketplaces, but uh, yeah, I think I think look at the marketplaces. If you, if, if you've just gone for WooCommerce or Shopify or whatever, um, look at the marketplaces and 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 think about how uh, what additional sales you might get through selling on those. E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. Success in 2021 means building stronger relationships with your customers. Last year saw a lot of consumers switching to buy online, leading to surges in new customer acquisition. So how are you planning on turning your new first-time buyers into profitable repeat customers? Well, that's what Clavio is for. Clavio helps businesses create memorable marketing moments through email, SMS, and personalized website experiences. And that is what creates repeat purchases. That's why Clavio, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform, platform is used by over 50,000 e-commerce brands around the world. Get started with your free account today. Visit clavio.com slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com. Bright Pearl by Sage provides a retail operating system for retailers and wholesalers. Their mission is clear 
Automate the back office so you can spend your time and money growing your business fearlessly and without limitations. Their built-for retail features tick every box, including inventory management, order management, warehousing, fulfillment, shipping, purchasing, accounting, and even retail business intelligence, all enabling easy automation to free up your time to focus on growth. Find out more and book a demo at ecmp.info forward slash brightpearl. That's ecmp for e-commerce master plan dot info forward slash brightpearl forward slash master plan. It's time for the top tips round. Okay, I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. Martin, are you ready for the top tips? Yes, absolutely. Okay, the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? So I'm not a big reader. I'll admit that to start with. Um, I, I find it hard to um, prioritize the time to, to, to pick up a book, if I'm honest. Um, one thing I did find myself doing quite a bit of um, sort of a, a little while ago when I was doing a lot of driving for work was listening to audiobooks. And one particular book really did strike a, a chord with me, and that was a, a biography of um, Elon Musk by Ashley Vance, uh, Tesla, SpaceX, and the quest for a fantastic future. And really, there wasn't, there wasn't any particular sort of top tips in there. It was just really inspirational. I mean, obviously, Elon Musk is a, is a, is, is quite a, a character and, and, and probably a bit Marmite. Um, you either <laughs> like him or you don't. Um, but there's no there's no denying that he, he has achieved a huge amount. And and that's, I think, primarily down to his own self-drive, really. So so I think just listening to that story, really, of, of where he's got to and, and how he's got there and, and what it is that makes him um, the person he is. Excellent. Okay. The traffic top tip, which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? Yeah, so I think I've mentioned this already, but um, I mean, the, the, our, our main traffic um, source is, is, is Google Shopping Ads. It's by far the easiest way to get your products um, out there in, in, in Google. Um, I think shopping ads are, are just sort of going from strength to strength anyway. Uh, it's, it's People want to be able to see what, what's the best price they can get a product for, essentially. Um, yeah, so, so we, we, we put most of our marketing spend into, into Google Shopping Ads. It's easy to set up, especially with WooCommerce and, and, and the plugins that are available. Um, so that really wasn't wasn't very difficult. And I was able to do that myself without um, any sort of uh, input from any third parties, just following the instructions. So Google Shopping ads. Nice. Yeah. All, I'm always a fan of people working with Google Shopping. Uh, okay. The tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? There is. Um, so there's a tool called um, Adobe Spark. Um, it's a very lightweight um, graphic design tool, includes collaboration features. Um, so, so my designer that I sort of outsource that design work to uh, is able to sort of produce me some very sort of easy reusable templates for, for social graphics, essentially. Um, and then I can sort of take those and, and tweak them um, when when needed. So so yeah, it's, it's a great little tool. It's as a small subscription, um, but it's, 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 it's not very much um, and does enable us to, to collaborate together and generate the, the graphics that I need. Excellent. And then the growth top tip. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1,000, what would be your number one tip for them? 
I actually mentioned it already, and it's probably not going to come as, <laughs> as a surprise, but um, it's it's set on the marketplaces. Um, I mean, for, for us, the products that we have, there are clearly customers for these types of products on the marketplaces. It's, again, easy to get the, the products up there. Um, we use, I mean, one of the key things in order to sort of make this work is when you're selling across multiple channels is, is, is having some way of um, synchronizing your, your inventory um, so that you don't um, uh, oversell on, on one particular channel. So, so we, we use a, a tool called um, Channel Grabber to do that. It offers a, sort of a centralized point for order management as well. But if you can, yeah, if you can sort of warrant the spend on, 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 on a tool like that, then getting your products into these additional channels, yeah, like I said, we get probably 50% of our revenue at the moment through through simply eBay and Amazon UK. So, so consider the marketplaces. Excellent advice, Martin. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Can you please let everyone know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media, please? Yeah, sure. So, so you can find us on the web at www.redrockgames.co.uk. Um, we also have a Facebook uh, business page at Red Rock Games UK, um, and we're also on Instagram um, at Red Rock Games underscore UK. Excellent. Well, Martin, as I said, thank you so much for being on. It's been fascinating learning how you've created such a success in just twelve months. So, um, so thank you very much for coming on and sharing so much. Thank you very much, Chloe. Great to have been on the podcast. A fascinating run through of the decisions that go into uh, making, you know, running the first year of an e-commerce operation, and lots of different angles that Martin got into there. Um, I was, I was quite, I hadn't anticipated how much marketplaces have done for the business, which in retrospect, I probably should have done. But I thought that was a really interesting angle that they've been a really important source of upping that turnover. The angle of getting the product right is clearly a big one in that mix too. So I hope you've learned a few things in there, whether you're new or whether you've been in this e-commerce game for a while. I think there are plenty of stuff that Martin shared that we can all learn from. You can get your hands on our notes from today's show, including the top tips and links to the various things we mentioned by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast. If you there go to our all episodes tab, then you will be able to find this episode and find all those details. When you're there, you can also add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the other things I share to help you improve your business. If you are intrigued about that marketplaces angle, then on our sister podcast, Keep Optimizing, we recently did a whole month on should you or shouldn't you also list your product on marketplaces, including some tips on doing it well as well. So if you search for Keep Optimizing on Google or on your podcast player of choice, you'll find us and there you'll find our Marketplaces Month of four episodes all about how to, should you or shouldn't you be on marketplaces and how to make marketplaces work for you. Thank you so much for tuning into this and every episode of the e-commerce master plan podcast. I bring you a new interview every week because I want to inspire and help e-commerce business owners to succeed and thrive with their businesses. So if you know someone this show can help, please do tell them to listen to the e-commerce master plan podcast. I hope you have a great week and don't forget to keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast.